Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom Giordano Show. Welcome in. 855-839-1210 is how you get on board. So we're in a watch and wait. This court decision in New York. The amount of delays, the amount of back and forth with Trump. But today the judge has said before the end of the day, he'll determine essentially what the penalty is. Now you have to realize what Trump is. This this is probably the worst case, because as I understand it, there's no victim that's come forward. There's none of that. It's that they're accusing Trump of puffery. In other words, puffing up what the assets were, what he had and all that around various business dealings with no one complaining or no one showing injury as a result of that. But you have a Soros backed attorney general who ran on getting Trump. And now is the day that we get the ver now it'll be appealed and all I know all that. We have the eighty three million out there. He's not gonna pay eighty three million, but it could be substantial. And these are not the criminal charges. So the proposition is this the thing this is all gonna turn on, how what percentage because I will concede that some people to virtue signal. They know this is weaponization. 83 million today, we're looking at billions against Trump. But if he's convicted of any of these things, they'll even refer to the civil cases. Then they're going to say, well, I can't vote for someone like that. That'll be the out. But you can vote for somebody who's allowed the country to be invaded, who for his own place in history brutalized us with baked-in inflation, just among other things, someone who clearly never has been capable. And now with whatever's wrong with him, it's a whole lot worse and it's going to get even worse over the course of the next year and then on to another four years. That's insane. The danger of Kamala Harris there as president. But I don't know which way it'll go. I would set the percentage of a couple of percentage points of people who support Trump now, if he's convicted in these civil cases, which he is in this one and in the other, and then there's some charge in the indictments of the criminal cases out of the 91, yeah, some people are going to say, well, I can't do that. I I don't understand. Why would you do that? If you don't want to vote for I mean, how much more evidence do we have of your choice now? It's a binary choice. You see what the difficulties are on both sides here. If you believe this is overkill and this judge's decision today might be an example, I will be very surprised if he takes away Trump's right or the family right to do business in New York. Not damaging that would be. That means not only you can't do something like build in New York, it means you can't be headquartered in New York. I mean, It's the capital. It's the capital of his empire, what he built and the family built. That would be devastating. That would almost really cripple it. Are people going to say on this one, is there any doubt that this is undeserved? Now, the the Gene Carroll stuff and all this and then the uh, other felony charges. But on this, if you believe it's weaponization of every aspect of government, including George Soros backed attorney. Think Larry Krasner. That's what this attorney general is like. Okay. 
How do you suddenly turn then and say, but now that he's convicted, I now can't support it? There's no logic to that. If you believe this is overkill, you're just doing it to save face. You're afraid people are going to say, well, you voted for someone who's convicted of something. And yes, Trump can still run for president if convicted. As I understand it, I'm sure there'd be a humongous legal battle, but I don't see any hurdles other than it's, it looks to be crazy. He could be president from jail. He could pardon himself in any number of these. The state ones, he couldn't. And then we're off to the races. So tell me, step up if you're saying, well, look, I could support him. This is overkill. But if convicted, I'm out. Or if you know people saying that, what, what's the logic in that? How big would that be? If it's more than 5%, that could be major. You know in the swing states, most of these are going to be under 3%. I'd set the over and under at 3% ultimately. Georgia, Arizona, they'll tighten up. Pennsylvania definitely, I think, will be under a point and a half. I'd even say a point. That at the end, one or the other will win by under a point. That's how close it will be. So when you look at all that, people that peel away because of a conviction, they could determine the election. All right, so it's 855-839-1210. AT&T and Verizon Wireless, all you need to do is just push pound 1210. Now, a little update. I know that uh, (laughs) Ryan Fitzpatrick is often, everybody checks. When we hear, well, five or six Republicans didn't vote with the team. No, he did vote. Uh, Well, I don't think he was on the committee. I do think he'll vote to impeach Mayorkas, though. But uh, he's got a challenger this time around, and Mark Houck and Bill Lawrence, friend, friend of the show, Bill Lawrence Online, reports that Mark Houck is winning some committee votes. Mark Houck won the 7th and 10th districts Yesterday, January 29th, in a battle for the GOP endorsement, primary election, April 23rd. The district is Bucks County, along with Eastern Montgomery County. Uh, In previous challenges, Fitzpatrick has practically swept the endorsement races. Houck won the 7th district, 9-6, the 10th district, 7-2. He lost the 8th district, 11-10. And the 11th district, 20 to 4. That must be Doylestown, is what I'm thinking. The longtime incumbent, Lawrence says, should overwhelmingly be winning these races. All right. Now, as for me, Mark Houck's story, what happened to him, and I think he's going to win massive damages, is just, uh, he's just doing God's work. I get that. I don't think he can win, though, in Bucks County. Now, I don't think the uh, Democrat opponent is overwhelming. Are you willing to roll the dice, though, with Mark Houck? Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll get Mark on. Yeah, Dan, that'd be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk because he is winning these um, committee votes, some of them anyhow, and one of them was really close. Now, usually that's a warning sign. This could be a relatively close race. We're told all the time that um, Bucks County is, uh, they're willing to go with the Republican. 
but it's got to be, you know, a Republican that's not really going to step out and be conservative on these things. You know, the usual battles of Brian Fitzpatrick. Do I think, though, that kind of district in this election cycle could go for a Mark Halk? He's got some endorsements here, though, and that's a bit unusual as far as these various committees. They must think so. They must be that or tired of um, Brian Fitzpatrick. Now, the last time he was on, I asked him about the exceptions and all that. I think he still stands beyond it, and that's a matter of principle. I get that, but I'm convinced you can't win in a place like Bucks County if you're not for exceptions around abortion. I just don't see how you can. Now, he's not running solely on that. In fact, I think his race is to remind people about the weaponization of government, about how far our government's gone. And I'm thinking about Mark Halk because I think it's 11 or so pro-life activists who were praying and may have taken over, one or two of them did, the second floor of an abortion clinic face 11 years in jail under that FACE Act. I mean, this is an administration that's weak on crime, has allowed the country to be over-invaded, overrun, and yet wants to put people praying, essentially, there to stop abortion in jail for 11 years. Even if they're guilty of a violation of the FACE Act. 11 years. And you know what, Mark Houck, the excess that went on there. That's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to—and they're going to make a play out of that. Why? They're going to try to run on abortion. But I'm heartened to see. I want to see a back and forth here in Bucks County. I want the Republican, whoever the nominee is in the end, to win. We need to win that seat. It's the last bastion in the suburbs. I don't even know who's running ultimately against the Dean of Decency and the Houlihan, Mary Gay Scanlon. How in the world did this happen in the suburbs? It's I've talked about that for 10 years, and it's here, where it's blue. Not dark, you know, not a, not a pale blue, but it's, it's purple into blue. And Bucks County is the only shot right now. So this is a big race, and this is interesting that he's gotten the endorsements of some of the different districts. I don't know how many districts. He'll tell us if he comes on. Let's go to Robert in Ben Salem in Bucks County. Hey, uh, Robert, good afternoon. Hi, Dom. Dan, it's good to talk to you guys again. Um, before I get to it, I wanted to send some thanks and props out to Earl. Um, I send, I'm send. i working on a, um, set, a, um, a song, a parody song, and despite not feeling well, his advice was just amazing and made it possible. So even though he wasn't feeling well, and he prefaced it with, here's some free advice, which is usually worth what it costs. (laughs) Well, look, we we love all these nights of the uh, round table coming together with these songs. So uh, who knows? I'm hoping it's it's a winner, but we'll let Earl decide that. Um, Okay. I I have a compromise on stop and frisk, Dom. Yes. Um, Whenever they try to pass something that is constitutionally ambiguous, they'll throw in something to make it palatable for the opposition until the courts can rule on it, okay? In this case, that would be a sunset provision, okay? Even if the courts keep it, every four, five, seven years, it comes up for review and renewal, and it can't continue unless it's renewed. 
Yeah, no, I'd that, be, that I'd be way, completely on board with it. Well, libertarian-minded people like me would be on board with it, too. You know what I mean? Cause well, that, look, and I, I understand your fears on this, but uh, the, the Terry stops, Robert. Uh, I, I you know, agree. <laughs> are, are, they're not. They're not. I'm not on board with just, as I said, even the one guy, if he's a felon or not, you can't stop him every 30 feet. Right. But you, you heard the context. They come into those places to sign a security book. And you got to be in some of these places that I, oh, my God. It's like. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. You don't have to tell me. It is. Look, maybe the owners shouldn't put video games in there. It's a natural draw. They hang out there all day long. It's a den of iniquity. Right. And they they want the cops to come in and say it's secure. Well, (laughs) difficult. Well, I would just say that, you know, I'm one of the, I'm I'm where reality ideology meets reality and my constitutional concerns aside, something needs to be done. And I'm just thinking that this is a compromise that we all can live with because I definitely see your side on this. No, I, I agree. I see your side, too. Again, we don't want this to be uh, overrunning. And uh, again, I would tell you this, uh, Sherelle Parker is not the type, given her background, her race, her life experience that's going to allow cops to run over top of people with this. And I think uh, she has people in place to do that. Well, you know I'm Republican, but I actually am hopeful that Sherelle Parker is able to do something to help Philadelphia. You oh, know? yeah, definitely. So who's your... Uh, my, uh, go ahead, Robert. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm on my answer to the side question is going to be Bill Paxton. I yeah. could give you the slew of movies that that guy has been in, and he's been great in all of them, but I also have a fun fact. I believe he's the only actor that fought a predator, an alien, and a Terminator. <laughs> a I'm Terminator. serious. <laughs> what, was yeah, Paxton, it, what was Paxton in the Terminator film? In the first movie when he came up a bar. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, see that oh. young Tufts when he was naked? Yes. Bill Paxton was the one that had the spiky hairdo. Ah. And, smashed, and smashed the liquor bottle over the uh, viewer thing that they were looking through. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah that you is put, uh, got, very good. You guys have a great day, man. Thank you, Bob. Uh, uh, Robert. Uh, Bill Paxton. I see him more as a leading man, but you know what? In a lot of things, well, in Independence Day, he's a leading. He is more of a support actor, though, when you look at it. I usually see character actors, Dan, as not the handsome guy. You know what I mean? Maybe they could be ruggedly, but they're usually not the uh, startling Hollywood type of actor. Uh, Let's go to Bill in Bucks on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Bill. How you doing there, Dom, Dan? Good, Bill. Jim? Uh, I just want to tell you a couple of things about Mark Houck. Uh As you know, the Bucks County Republican Committee gets together. They do screenings and so forth and so on. And they vote to endorse somebody for 1st Congressional District. And I'm pretty sure it's going to go to Brian Fitzpatrick. And once you get on the official ballot, I mean, uh, that's it. What do you do? Well, well, on the machine ballot, yeah. but you're certainly not no. on, on 
on the Republican ballot. Okay, I hear that, but it's kind of curious, is it not? Yeah, I agree with you. Pat Poprock and et cetera is, is wedded, I think, with Brian Fitzpatrick. You're right. Of course. But Since his brother. Yeah, but uh, usually Fitzpatrick, the point is, wins these district uh, endorsements. So it tells us there's something going on here, maybe. Well, I, I mean, you know, each Republican committee, you know, each town, each municipality, and there's like 50-some in Bucks County, you know, that are going to vote on this. And basically they're, they're all going to go with uh, what the chairman wants, you know. That's what they're well, going to do. They, well, they haven't so far. One of them was 1110, two others he won. Uh, yeah, but the, there's proxies and there's everything else. There's a lot that goes in that mix. And basically – Lower and central bucks will decide who that is, not upper bucks. Upper bucks is bright red. Down at lower bucks, it's bright blue. What can I tell you? And in between, it's purple. No, I, it's, I think, that's, that's, the way the I think is. that's accurate. I was just kind of surprised, though. I take Lawrence's point. I thought usually Fitzpatrick gets the endorsement. I would bet 99.9% he will. All right. All right. Thank you, Bill. I meant of all these districts, et cetera. So is this uh, just hopeless there? I'm hoping people have their shot here, and then whoever wins, they get behind that person. But it strikes me, you got to take the abortion issue off the table. I mean, this, this, uh, that's, Houck's got an unbelievable story. Fitzpatrick, I understand why people get upset, at least here at Talk Radio 1210. On a personal level, he's great. Some of the issues, though, uh, you know, is he reflecting Bucks County? Yeah, I think he is. Even though that upper part is hugely red. Uh, case in point, just the number of people that were at January 6th that either got arrested or convicted, and a lot of it was upper Bucks County. Big numbers. All right, so side question today. The great Gene Hackman hit us with that all-time character actor. That's what we're uh, looking at. Philly Jesus has resurfaced. I had him in studio. We had various things with him. I try, I try to remember who it is that shut him down. We had a campaign. Uh, there was a lot of nonsense. Look, uh, you know, some people might find it sacrilegious, goofy. I think the guy did a lot of good in his own way. He is now, though, a Lyft driver. So you can be driven by Philly Jesus. I've seen different pictures. In one, it looks like he cut the hair a little bit more. I think he did a pretty good uh, facsimile of, uh, based upon depictions that we've seen of Jesus Christ, of Jesus. That sounds so weird. And uh, Philly Jesus is uh, back. I'd like to get him on, Dan. I think he's a uh, interesting guy from Northeast Philly. I don't know if he's still in our records. I had him in studio a couple times. And he, he didn't uh, pontificate. He didn't say you're going to hell. He wasn't that kind of Philly Jesus. It was more of love and fun. And, uh, you know, over uh, on uh, in Center City, Philadelphia, holding court, I didn't see people mocking him. I'm trying to remember who it is that uh, put the kibosh on him, went after him. There was some city entity that did something that, tried to usurp uh, what he was up to. 
Uh, he was arrested for trespassing an Apple store back in 2016, prompting him to exit the social media scene a few years later after divorce and the deaths of his dad and grandma. Oh, okay. And the Apple, he was uh, kicked out for causing a stir? Or what was the... Uh... Uh, I don't know. I'm looking up here. I do have uh, Chris O'Connell's report from Fox 29. They took a ride with him. Oh, did they? Yeah, let's hear a little bit of uh, Chris O'Connell, good reporter at uh, Fox 29, uh, with Philly Jesus. Here you go. White robes, sandals, and all, we booked a ride with one of the holiest rideshare drivers on the road. He goes by Philly Jesus. It's like a church on wheels, you know? It's like... That's how I look at it now. With gospel music blaring, the Holy Bible on the dash, and rosary beads in his hand. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. He'll get you where you need to go and throw in a Hail Mary at no charge. I pick up a passenger and I, you know, they see me dressed like this and I, and I turn back and I, I say, Jesus is taking the wheel today, you know, and, th- that, and then I play gospel music on the gospel radio. Nearly a decade ago, Philly Jesus, whose real name is Michael Grant, became a fixture in Center City and a social media celebrity. Arrested for trespassing in an Apple store Dead. back in 2016, he left the social media scene a few years later after a divorce and the deaths of his dad and grandmother. But he felt the need to put the robe back on again and hit the road with his message. I tell him what I do, you know, that I'm an artist, I'm a Christian artist, you know. (laughs) I dress up like my superhero Jesus, I play gospel music, and then I tell them, you know, give me a follow on social media. Driving six days a week, of course, off on Sundays, he admits not all customers enjoy the Jesus Act, but he says spreading the word from behind the wheel is a lot safer than walking the streets. I think the guy is a great addition to Philadelphia. Now, driving with the rosary beads, holding them while you're trying to steer and all, that might be a bit much. I I just am waiting now, since this report, though, somebody will file saying uh, separation of church and state, some crazy thing. This guy shouldn't be licensed to drive, engaging in religion in this matter. Oh, my God. He's a colorful character, a bit of an odd guy, but... uh, it was a fun thing, and if it, in its own way... Oh, you talked to him directly. Is he genuine, or is oh, this like yeah, a, no, solely he's... for social media cred? No, 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 no. no? He is, uh, in fact, I, I Just think Just hoping he's... to spread the word of God? I think he's kind of like a babe in the woods. He doesn't understand... My sense is he's not a evil genius. He's, um, he's innocent, and he's doing this. You know, it, it does give him a... Cele- he likes it, like, like, but he, he likes spreading the word of Jesus, and he looks enough like him. The depictions we've seen, that it's a good thing. Yeah, I just, I, I've always personally kind of grouped them together with the naked cowboy up in New York. No. You don't think so? Oh, that guy's a great addition, too. Yeah. I mean, he's a great character. Now, he's But more, he does it for money, if we're being honest. Well, right, it, yeah, yeah. But I, I think uh, we need more people like that. If you don't like them, as long as they're not in your face causing something that's so bad. So let me, let me get you on this one, then. The Elmo drumline. It's a big Philadelphia thing where people dress right. like Elmo coming and so it's the big drums and they march down the street and it's become a a noise nuisance to a degree. Well, if it's a noise thing. Now, is it in Center City? I think in Center City you got more anticipation of noise. Here. Yeah, I, I you know, it depends on what times of day. I, I'd be reasonable with that. But the naked cowboy's great for New York. The uh Philly Jesus should be great for Philadelphia. Trying to think if we have any other characters that engage in that kind of shtick. And if they're making money out of it, he was not. 
He's not, you know, proselytizing to get boxing. I do have some of the uh, Philly Elmo. Okay. Let's see if I can pull that real quick. Here you go. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If they're in Center City and all that, they're doing something uh, harmless. You know, why uh, Why get nuts? If, if they're doing it at a wrong time of night and day and all that. But I'm glad to see him back. Maybe we'll uh, get him on. I, I don't know that it was Apple. Maybe that's why we jumped on it. I can remember it as if it were yesterday that suddenly, you know, if they told him politely, you know, some people here in the Apple store are not religious, etc. Is Is that not a sign? Unless he's bothering you personally. But if he's there in an Apple store prattling on about Jesus and dressed like Jesus, what skin off your nose is it, really? I have to endure Taylor Swift. Back to that I, again. I'll, I'll be devil's advocate here. Yeah. Where, where's the line drawn, though? Because well, you, 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 you go out to Love line. Park and you have the black Hebrew Israelites preaching. No, and, well, they're, you know? they're, saying, uh, they're saying threatening things. They ought to be arrested, I believe. They're saying they'll cut your head off and things of that. I've, I've been there and covered them. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, uh, the standard street corner preacher on top of a milk crate, though, is fine, right? Yes, uh, unless, you know, if it's too loud. You know, if, you, if you're using uh, loudspeakers and stuff like that, then I think you're told, hey, turn it down a little bit. You know, you don't have a right to inflict your noise on anybody else. I'm glad, though. This guy is fun, I think, and he somehow or another has a good message of Jesus. I've never heard him say anything hateful, do anything that was uh, off the mark, Dan, at all. So uh, maybe we'll hear from him since he's back driving. And if you don't like it that he's driving lifting, get another, you know, go to another vehicle. 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. Let's go to Bill in Levittown. Uh-oh, Levitt. So, Bill, what's the mood in Levittown with the beheading, et cetera? Wow, that was creepy, man. Hey, Bill, uh, I just there? heard about it. Yeah, I just heard about it this morning, so I really didn't know that much about it. Okay. Levittown is far from a calm place, believe me. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Bristol Township is one of the busiest police departments in the state. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a cop there for a little while. Okay. <clears throat> before I went down to the city. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Levittown's a pretty jumping little place, actually. Yeah. Wow, that's surprising. I have to talk to J.D. Moane about that. So, Bill, who's your character actor? Uh, this guy, I, I I always say, name me a movie he wasn't in. Uh, the Great Norman Fell. Well, TV, too. Yeah, you're right. That yeah, is yeah, TV. And, I mean, Inherit the Wind, uh, 12 Angry Men, Porkchop Hill. Ah. I mean, the original, the original Ocean's Eleven. And he was the original Mr. Roper on Three's Company. Yep, that's what I'm well, thinking. Yeah. That, that is a good one. Norman Fell is a, a real fantastic good example. Really you want to see the all-time character actors. Twelve Angry Men is a tremendous film. The plot, and it's just all set in a courtroom. I mean, to some people it's dull. Henry Fonda is kind of the leading man. A kid is allegedly killing somebody, and it seems to be open and shut. And Henry Fonda shows why it's not. But uh, Jack Warden is in there, Lee J. Cobb, all these people. I mean, most of these people have been in at least 50 to 60 major things you'd recognize. They're films. There's like seven or eight of them that are in there. Gig Young. These are character actors. Hasn't been sober makes a good point on Twitter. 
Yes, Bill Paxson, I said it, you, you can be a leading man occasionally and then be a character actor. There's a blend. There's a line. But we're trying to set the line here. I'd say Gene Hackman's a character actor. So I just want to go into Norman Fell a little yeah. bit. Uh, just I, I don't know if you know. I don't know if the audience knows. But uh, long, long history. We know the guy. Right. I mean, Ocean's Eleven, Mad, Mad, Mad World. Uh, but he's from Philadelphia, first off. Do you know which high school he went to by chance? Mm, Southern. Uh, Central. Central ah, High School okay. and studied drama at Temple University. Served as a tail gunner on a B-25 Mitchell in the Air Force during World War II. And then became the great actor, the great character actor we later know. But a Philadelphia native, Norman Fell. Yeah, hit us with a female. Let's see if there's a female out there that you think is a character, actress, or actor, whichever one you prefer. The Giordano Summer in North Wildwood now. But I like Ocean City. But... Uh, Ocean City is kind of relentless, and I respect this. we got a great Ocean City guy. I might get him on tomorrow, Dan, because Ocean City has just passed last night. Inquirer's got a big piece on it. A, effectively, a great reigning in or ban of the various people who entertain on the boardwalk that are kind of uh, vaudevillian, offbeat, and all that. One of them is a... Uh, She's called the flute lady. I've seen her. Another is a legally blind pianist. And they do draw some nice crowds. Yeah. They're not the three tenors. That's what this businesswoman said. And they said the people that work in these businesses are tired of hearing all that stuff. Oh, come on. So I, I thought I would throw this in, you know, and it depends on taste, et, et cetera. This is an exemplar of the type of mentality that Ocean City has. Now, I think it is America's, they, they know their branding, it is America's family resort. And that's great. I just think they go a little bit far with stuff like this. I get the alcohol thing. I could live with that. You know what I mean? I, I get what they do with that. But at times, they uh, they go down Broadway with this. On the other hand, you have Wildwood, which at times can be the Wild West, right? I think I got the two extremes there as far as kind of anything goes versus prim and proper. Are those the two ends of the spectrum or is it Cape May? I I think it's Ocean City. Ocean City on one end, Wildwood on the other. Is there another town more than Wildwood that you would say... Atlantic City, I don't count. That's just a different... It's a city and it's a... But which one has it right? It shows you what we have at the Jersey Shore. When you go to the Jersey Shore, there is something for everybody. Each town has a different... Even the Wildwoods are different. It's weird. Like, Ocean City, I think, is the one, one place. you gotta, you got to think, going back to the 18, late 1800s, it was founded yep. by Methodists. Yes. And then later during um, Prohibition, it became a... a uh, a beacon of uh, uh, just no no alcohol whatsoever, and from right. there, from there, it kind of developed into that family town, and still to this day, it's the only shore town, the only dry town over on the shore, and it's kind of 
It, that, that, that's the selling point. That's really the selling point is that it's different from the rest of the shore. You go to each shore town and it has a different vibe. Sea Isle, there's parties, uh, fights at the bars. It's wild right. with the same kind of thing. Cape May is like a, a northeastern, a, 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 a main town almost. Uh, Atlantic City is a gambling town, but the only family town that you know with consistency you can go to and bring your children to is Ocean City. I would and, say Stone Harbor, but you better have double the money you have going to Ocean yeah, City. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair, but they yeah. don't have the boardwalk like Ocean City has. And on that right. boardwalk, there's no bars, there's no taverns, which right. makes Ocean City specific to its own. And I think along with that, I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but maybe street artists are, don't belong in that kind of environment. Maybe it's yeah. more so something you'd see on a Sea Isle boardwalk or a Wildwood but boardwalk. These, or these street City. artists, the last time I was in Ocean City, though, they're not uh, people doing wild stuff. They're kind of uh, catchy. You know, they're kind of uh, offbeat, but, yeah. but tame. But do we need a crowd of 30 people gathering around underdog lady doing a, you know, yes. a, a dancing act on, oh, the, I, on the boardwalk? I would say it's appealing to me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't get enough of the people. I would put it on every block if I were the mayor of people guessing weights and ages. I love that stuff. I guess I can play both sides of this because I'd also ask, it's a tradition of the Ocean City Boardwalk uh, once or twice a year to have the mummers, you know, do a march down the entire boardwalk. Right. Is that not a nuisance in itself versus Oh, these, yes, you know... hearing Odin Golden slippers for the 8,000th time. <laughs> but they claim the business people say it's distracting the people that work there. They have to hear it all day. Look, I'm not there all day, but to me, it seems like this is, and a lot of people I, I hate in the to, article. You know, anywhere you work, though, it's going to be the same. I worked at Boscoff's for two years, yeah. and they played the same loop of music on every yeah, half right. an hour. You get yeah. sick of it. It's, I, yeah. it's just, I think it comes with working at a place that you get sick of the surroundings. Eventually. Yeah, exactly. 855-839-1210. So which one has it right? It's got everything in between. I remember when Ocean City was having trouble with the seagulls. Ah, ah! What did they do? They got this weird guy who looked like the guy in Independence Day, the scientist that got croaked by the alien. <laughs> and they had him walking around with a hawk and then the owl. They put the owl up there. I don't know how many thousand feet in the air. And the seagulls were scared to death. You don't want an owl apparently coming after you. That was ruthless. I mean, they're going to kill them. That's what it came down to. <laughs> they were protecting the family resort image. But is this uh, something... I think it's a nice part of Ocean City rather than, you know, you got to ban these people. And, and these people, it's their one thing in life that lets them perform to do something. I think it's important to protect Ocean City as it currently is if you want to give people the ability to choose for themselves what kind of destination they want. Because if you yeah. allow Ocean City to become just like the rest of the towns, then it just it, it removes one extra choice that we have okay. as shoregoers. I don't see this, though, as getting into that raucous, wildwood type of stuff. So 855-839-1210, you get on board. Uh, Stone Harbor, the only thing, you know, I have to get a report on this. We ended last year. The only thing I know about Stone Harbor is pricey, nothing there, and tickets. Watch it. They love to write. Remember that whole thing last year, the parking tickets? They have a little uh, promenade, don't they? Oh, they have 96th Street. They just have these, you know, great places. but they're ex And they have some uh, ice cream place there where literally I've seen two or 300 people snake around the block waiting for ice cream. Yeah, oh, That's man, unbelievable. Huh? All right, 855-839-1210. We get some Dan time with Dom. But does that, does that show you what Ocean City's all about? I think it goes too far. All right? You may say, oh, no, that's keeping the character of Ocean City. 
these people are harmless. They really are. They're not, you know, rappers going crazy or heavy metal band, you know, nothing like that. They're, they're kitschy. They're, they're a little bit offbeat. They're running a strange program, y'all. It's Dan time. I can handle things. I'm smart. I'm like everybody said. That's right. That's time of the afternoon. It's that time of the afternoon when producer Dan takes over the Dom Giordano program for some Dan time with Dom. And Dom, in case you were wondering, in case you were curious, people are doing crappy out there. Elmo of Sesame Street posted on Twitter within the past week, how is everybody doing? And uh, the common theme was existential dread, uh, despair, just a collective grievance of sadness, trauma. Uh, Biden got involved and said uh, he backed Elmo, you know, saying that, uh, let, let me get Biden's quote here. Uh, Our friend Elmo is right. We have to be there for each other, Dom. So now Elmo's asking about emotional well-being. Do you think uh, there's any uh, problem with their country right now with this uh, despair? Do you think Joe Biden's the one to fix it? I'm pretty sure he is the one to fix it. So why is he just retweeting Elmo and saying, oh, we're here for you? Well, I don't think, uh, who knows, but I don't think it's a good idea to say the country's in despair. You can complain about the country's angry. That's not despair. We're angry. We see these big things and we're itching to get into the presidential race to fix it. So you're optimist that we are, it is fixable where we're, where we're at. Now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's set overwhelmingly um I'm not saying the Trump years were golden in every sense, but stopping the border, stopping inflation, they're easy. We know what to do. Uh, this one probably deserves just a more than a short hit on Dan Time with Dom, but our, yeah. our friend of the show, Ryan Walters, is in a little bit of a hot water. I don't know if you saw this. Oklahoma State Superintendent. Lives uh, of TikTok? Uh, no, just in general. Uh, Oklahoma Watch. Uh, so right. what, what happened is he's joined us many times because he's done a great state mm-hmm. audit into the public education system. And in the audit, what happened is he found that uh, there's been a bonus that's been taken advantage of by some teachers, uh, up to $50,000. Right. And he's requested that these individual teachers pay back their bonuses between $15,000 and $50,000, these private individuals. And a lot of people are out there saying, well, these are just small-time teachers that, you know, almost lucked out from some state payments. They shouldn't have to pay it back. Ryan Walters is an extremist going overboard trying to get these payments. Dom Giordano, where do you lie with this? Yeah, they didn't deserve them. I mean, it's state money. Uh, I think, well, it's because uh, I would ask these teachers, are you in favor of merit pay? If you're not in favor of merit pay, then drop dead on this, because as long as you're not in favor of merit pay, you're not going to be paid as much as you might be worth. And finally, Dom, Jodie Foster was interviewed, and she mm-hmm. said there are two movies everyone should watch at least once, one being Everywhere, or Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a really, really good movie. I do suggest it. But she also said her other film is Team America World Police, the film with puppets made by the makers of South Park. Yeah. So everything, everywhere, all at once. And Team America is Jodie Foster's much watched for everybody. Dom, you got to have two films. i got to guess one of them. I would think that one's got to be The Godfather, right? Yeah, but I don't know if that's right for everybody. Godfather 2. Yeah? I would suggest that, though. Quintessential film. Trying to think of a lighter film, a more offbeat, uh, or something uplifting. What's one that you always quote with uh, in the back of the taxi cab, waterfront, something? Oh, on the waterfront. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, but that's... I don't know that everybody would. Uh, it is an un- the actors in that are beyond. You got Marlon Brando at the height of his powers, one of the five best actors, not just me saying it ever. 
Do you think the classics like Citizen Kane, Gone with the Wind, they are as good as people make them out to be? Yeah. Yeah, Casablanca. Yeah, yeah Casablanca. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, somebody in their 20s watching that, if they're going to pick up on it, I don't. Well, It's a Wonderful Life is what I was going to say. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah, that that's the film because it's so uplifting and you're only uplifted because the dark side. You got to go through the dark side to come out the other side. That's what people forget. It's pretty dark when when Jimmy Stewart goes off. Yeah, he wants to kill himself. It's valuable life lessons. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great one. But that's all I got for Dan Time today, Dom. Well, thank you very much. Mark Halk running against Brian Fitzpatrick is going to be with us. He just won several committees out there in Bucks County, endorsed him. And we'll catch you up on that race. I know Brian Fitzpatrick, center ring with our listeners, and Houck's story, and I think he's suing. Uh, also, Mark Zuckerberg, and Dan, maybe you can pull that sound. It's on both Mediate and Gravian, uh, just broke. He apologized to the parents at the hearing today who may have lost children because of social media. I'm in a camp, though, that, uh, you know, I am very reluctant to just blame social media here. How about parenting, as tough as it is? It's easy, isn't it, to just go after Zuckerberg? It's easy target. Uh, I don't know if Elon Musk was there, but there were several social media titans there. We'll play you that apology. It's making news right now because this is a legal issue. All right, Mark Halp next on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.